Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's talk to Heather Dimmich. She, of course, a college football writer for ESPN, ESPN.com. You can follow her on Twitter, at CFB Heather. And, you know, Heather... One of the things I've found very interesting the last couple of weeks is looking at the voting in the AP and coaches poll. And I understand it's the SIDs and all that for the coaches poll. But as I kind of see Tennessee close that gap between two and three, it makes me wonder. You think if Tennessee beats Kentucky on Saturday, there is a legitimate chance that it's Georgia-Tennessee 1-2 in the first college football playoff poll. Well, I'll remind everybody of 2014 and the very first ranking of the very first college football playoff, and there were three SEC West teams in the top four. And to me, that's a lesson that continues to resonate, that there's no limit, not only to how many teams from one conference, but from one division. So to answer your question, yes, it's certainly possible, but... I'm very curious to see what the selection committee does with Ohio State because Tennessee right now has the best win in the country. They're number one in ESPN strength of record metric, which I absolutely love because it's a great correlation between what actually winds up happening in the top four because 28 of the past 32 teams in ESPN strength of record have been in the top four and right now Tennessee's number one and this is all going to play itself out obviously because Tennessee and Georgia are going to play but the point is Ohio State schedule is terrible but they're passing the eye test and all of these selection committee members are issued an iPad from the college football playoff and they can flip through and basically watch coaches cut up any minute of any game any team that they want to see is literally at their fingertips and anyone who has watched Ohio State I mean, Hendon Hooker's right there in terms of quarterback play with C.J. Stroud. But talent is a thing. And Ohio State, talent-wise, could also make a case for number one. Hmm. Heather, um, as we look at the rest of the college football rankings, who do you think is number if, – if we think that Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, whatever order you want to put those, those teams in, if that's the top three – who do you think has gotten themselves into that number four position right now in college football? It's so tricky because you know the selection committee loves strength of schedule and assuming Wake Forest 
NC State, maybe, Syracuse, our CFP top 25, Clemson has a great resume. You know, they're sitting there on the bubble in the Associated Press top 25 at number five and the coaches poll. Um, they continue to find ways to win, but it hasn't always been pretty. I mean, they had four turnovers, and, you know, I thought it was a great coaching move by Dabo Sweeney to bench his starting quarterback, DJ Uyunglele, and go to his backup. I mean, we've seen Nick Saban do that in the National Championship game. It worked out pretty well. you got to do what you have to do to win. But to me, that also raises the question, is DJU good enough to win a national mm-hmm. title? If he's not good enough to win Syracuse, beat Syracuse. So I think those kinds of questions will come into play. Michigan's strength of schedule their non-conference schedule is dreadful. Yes. Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn. These are all things that the selection committee pulls up on giant flat screen TVs, and they look at that. How many Power 5 wins? How many wins against teams above 500? And Michigan has two Power 5 wins against teams over 500, Maryland and Penn State, but pay attention to where the opponents are ranked. Like, if you're paying attention to college football day in and day out, Penn State's not that good. If Ohio State doesn't win by two touchdowns at least, I'll be shocked. So where's Penn State ranked? Like, how how do you value that win for Michigan? And that all comes into play when you're considering Michigan for the fourth spot. Hi, Heather. Um, it's nice to talk to you. I'm filling in tonight. I'm Vince. So <laughs> um, and when we talk about the outliers there in, in college football, those teams that are sort of like – Saying you know, hey, don't forget about us. Is wh- where mm-hmm. is it? Where is a TCU in, in that in that big picture? And what do they have to do to try to go? Hey, we're here too. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. They have to win convincingly, and they have to hope that the selection committee likes the rest of the Big 12. And those committee members will never tell you what they think about a conference. We don't rank conferences, we rank teams. They say it repeatedly every year, but you can tell by where those other teams in that league are ranked. And, you know, again, I go back to the eye test, which makes everybody cringe, but it's real. And at some point in that room, there is usually a conversation where somebody says, well, if TCU played Ohio State, who would win? Well, <laughs> and everybody looks oh, yeah, at yeah, yeah, well, you know, well, yeah, I mean, would win. <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> you know, and you know, so, yeah, so that's that is part of it. Um, and how many teams did TCU beat? So my thing with TCU is I don't think they're going to stay undefeated because they have to go on the road to beat Texas, on the road to beat Baylor. Um, but if they're still undefeated at the end of the day, I mean, certainly they're in consideration for it. But what happens in those other Power Five conferences, and how many teams does the SEC have? Senior college football writer for ESPN.com, Heather Dinich, joins us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. One thing I'm interested about Clemson, because you brought it up, they're, they're, the stigma has always been it's Clemson and everybody else in the ACC. But this year, you know, Wake Forest, Syracuse, there are ranked teams, NC State, there are ranked teams on their side of the division. 
Is it still, though, that Clemson has to go undefeated, run the table, win the ACC to get in? Or could this be a year that you think that maybe a one-loss Clemson team could still find their way into the playoffs? It depends. Look, I mean, every little nitty-gritty thing is analyzed. The answer to that is it depends on the loss, what it would look like, and what happens everywhere else. I mean, if they go on the road and lose to a Notre Dame team that is really struggling this year, that's not good. You can't sugarcoat that. All of a sudden, South Carolina is ranked. Are they still ranked when they play Clemson? Is that a close game between rivals at the end of the season? They lose by a field goal or an overtime? The selection committee considers all of those things. Um, and, and if it were the latter to South Carolina, and they go on and beat, say, North Carolina in the ACC championship game in convincing fashion, that's easier to justify than a bad loss to Notre Dame. So, and, and again, it's hard to answer that question without saying, is there a two-loss champion in the Pac-12? Or is USC or UCLA or, or Oregon a, a one-loss champ that's just looked outstanding and nobody wants to play in December? That kind of thing. So I wouldn't rule out a one-loss Clemson, but I think given what we've seen from them, it's not a, it's not a lock. So let me ask you about Oregon. Can Oregon, as a one-loss Pac-12 champion, can they overcome what happened in week one against Georgia? Can they overcome a 46-point loss to Georgia? I mean, is that, you know, where where does that kind of balance itself out, do you think? How much does that loss at the beginning of the year hurt Oregon, the way that they lost? Yeah, it hurts them a ton. There's no way to sugarcoat that. That was bad. It was ugly. It's stained in everyone's brains. No one's going to forget it. And what it does is at least on paper – illustrate the gap between Oregon and a top four team, not just a top four team, but the defending national champs. And the question is how much has Oregon improved since that day? Clearly they're better. They've won six straight games. Bo Nix is probably making Auburn fans lose their minds right now. Cause they're like, where was this? I mean, he's just, he played fantastic. He's making it look so easy. Getting the ball to his playmakers. He threw six incompletions against UCLA, right? Six incompletions, no turnovers. So they're better. Are they so good now that if they played Georgia again, it would be different? I don't know the answer to that. There's only one way to find out. Um, But that could either help or hurt them because at least they played somebody. I'll go back to Michigan's schedule. Heather, I know it's not the sexiest thing in the world talking about the AAC, but very interesting where Cincinnati and Tulane are because they will play each other at the very end of the year. You could very much have those two teams playing back-to-back weeks, one to end the regular season, one to win the conference champion. You think that's really at this point the only spot that, you know, a power, a group of five, I should say, for the, the big six bowl bid comes from? I mean, it's, is it pretty much down to just Cincinnati two-lane and however they kind of shake themselves out? I think so. I do. You know, there's no real Cinderella story or or miracle happening in the group of five this year. I think that's kind of obvious. But, you know, in this system, people have to remember that it is the highest ranked group of five conference champion that is guaranteed a spot in a New Year's Six Bowl. And that appears to be the direction that it's heading. And, um, you know, that would be great for them, obviously, but Cincinnati's got a taste of (laughs) a little bit 
bit more. So in, in some respects, of course, it's like a consolation prize. Well, this looks like a year where we're talking about an expanded playoff coming up to, to 12. And this would be if there was ever a year where you could go on and try to sell it, it might be this. But are we going to have years in the future where this might be diluted enough? I mean, what are your thoughts on expanding that and, and getting some of these teams in that, that could be two lost teams, possibly, that are going to be mm-hmm. playoff teams moving forward? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I think in a lot of ways it's going to be very fun because come late November, we're going to be talking about a lot more teams involved (laughs) in this with, with at least a shot, right? And but at the end of the day, Dabo Sweeney said this a couple of years ago, and everybody kind of like, like, wow. He said, you know, there are really only a couple of teams that can win the national title. And he's right. And, you know, it is cyclical, certainly. There's going to be a time when, you know, Oklahoma's back in the conversation, obviously, and I don't know what the heck Miami's doing, but you've got these blue blood programs that just take turns at the top. And what does happen to Alabama when Nick Saban just decides call it a day. I don't know, but there are certain programs that are always going to be in this conversation. Um, but to widen it, I don't know if it necessarily dilutes it. I think it, I think it adds some intrigue because think about the beginning of the season. We were talking about so many teams like app state and just how fun it was, those upsets. And, you know, nobody, nobody cares who wins or loses, but as these upsets are unfolding, everyone's watching. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is actually happening. And people just love college football, and I think that will bring that excitement back to it. And because you couldn't be a two-loss team, I think athletic directors will schedule more of the big boys knowing that they've got some forgiveness, and I think that will benefit fans on the front end of the schedule as well. Great point. Check out all of her work at ESPN.com. Senior college football writer for ESPN, Heather Dinich, joined us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Follow her on Twitter as well, at CFB Heather. Heather, thanks so much for a few minutes in Atlanta. Appreciate the time. Definitely look forward to talking to you here as we get into actual college football playoff polls. Now we get a little bit more fun to talk about. Yeah, sounds good. Enjoy the games this weekend, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.